Hello and welcome to another episode of All Bets Are Off. This week is very special since it's the Super Bowl episode. Uh, as always, I'm joined by Micah. Micah, how are you doing? I'm good. It's been a, been a few weeks since we got together. I'm excited uh, to be back with you talking football. Uh, apologies to all, to all uh, three of our listeners for missing a few weeks, but we're here. It's 2020 and I'm, I'm uh, ready to go. All right. Yeah, we built up uh, built up the suspense by holding off from recording some episodes. The holidays and such got in the way. Uh, but yeah, if you if you have not listened to the pod, uh, this is a, a gambling and football show. Sometimes we divert onto tangents uh, of various other topics. But yeah, at its core, we usually guess the uh, football lines each week. Uh, this week, since there's only one game. And there was no real way to avoid the line. Uh, we probably won't be doing that. Although I had some thoughts around what my initial, my guess was for the line. Be curious to hear what yours are. Absolutely. Um, yeah, but uh, let's see. So we'll get into the football, into the game itself, get into some prop bets. Uh, but yeah, do you want, Micah, do you want to start off with some of your odds and ends? I don't know if you had any prep this week or anything you wanted to I did. discuss. So I, ha- I've had, I guess we've had about six weeks to do some prep and I, I uh, have done very little. So I'm excited to tell you that. Um, I I think like my main main kind of odds and ends uh, just from the start is just looking back at the the weeks we've missed the playoffs so far. Um, just thinking about some of the games we've watched, and, and I guess I was going to call this uh, my very very cold takes, um, basically because either everyone else has said them already, um, or they're like very obvious. They're obvious enough that like. They don't even need to be takes. Um, so I just had a few, and I'm going to throw some out there. All right. Uh, the first one is just simply that the Pats just really weren't very good this year, and and like it was one of those it's those one of those weird things, right? Where like I think everyone basically knew that, and we were all sort of saying it, but we were also all just like, no, no, they're going to just turn around like they always do. Um, but in reality, like, we, I think we all should have seen it coming. And even if somehow they had beaten the Titans in that game, which they easily could have, that, like, the, you know, the, the Chiefs would have destroyed them. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What, do you have, you have thoughts on this one in particular? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, it's, it's definitely uh, – I'm not going to disagree with you there. I think it's, it's for sure true. Um, I think it's a good point. And, like – this comparison has probably made, been made ad nauseum, but I think it's really apt here is the comparison uh, of them with the Spurs, where, you know, last year, this year is probably not as relevant since they haven't been as good, but last year, I don't know, they won like 48 games or whatever they did, uh, got like the sixth seed, made it in the playoffs. But it was just a thing where you had a feeling that you just knew the Spurs were going to get smoked in the playoffs uh, or just didn't really have a chance to contend. Not necessarily smoked in the first round, but. They're able to win off or run off a bunch of regular season wins just because they have a system um, in place. And yeah, but, but when it came to, to playoff time, you just kind of knew that they just didn't really have it and uh, they weren't going to make it happen in the playoffs. And, you know, the Pats, yeah, I just said maybe they could beat a team like the Titans, but if they had to play Baltimore or the Chiefs, it just did not feel like it was going to happen. Yeah, totally. And I think that if there's a lesson, you know, from a gambling perspective at all in this, it's that um, you know we 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 can't like you can you can think historically 
in some instances for some teams, but like it, you really have to uh, be kind of thinking about what did the team just do heading into the playoffs? Like, and, and you brought it to the Titans. Um, again, I think we, like we talked about it and other people are talking about it, but we, sh- we really should, it was sort of stupid. We should, should have been on more on the Titans. Just look at how well they've been playing. Look at how strong the running game was yeah. and how much better the defense was getting. Um, but like, it's, you know, it's classic, like just reacting to this stuff too late. So I think that's sort of oh, for sure. what I've been thinking about. I mean, um, even, you know, even the, the Saints, it was weird, right? They like sort of stumbled a little bit late in the season. They didn't look as sharp. Um, now, I don't, I still don't think I would have picked the Vikings to win that game. Um, but they certainly didn't seem like the powerhouse that they had been. Whereas like the yeah. Chiefs, like that, that's the big one where I feel just like a total moron because uh, they, they, yeah, they stumbled a little bit in the middle of the season, but Mahomes was hurt um, and he wasn't 100%. And the moment he came back and was actually like back to basically 100%, they just started steamrolling people. And, and like, I, I feel like such a dumbass. And I know you, you kind of saw that in November and December and, and uh, may or may not have made some good, uh, good bets on that. But <clears throat> just another thing where I like, feel like we were late to the party, or at least I was late to the party. Uh, so I don't know that that's sort of my theme is, is just like some, so that's, that's one sort of cold take is just not kind of realizing what's happening in the moment and just taking too many weeks to figure that out. Yeah. Um, no, so that anyway, makes sense. Lesson for us. <laughs> yeah, I think too. like yeah, we should have been on the Titans a lot sooner. So um, I, I have uh, two more real quick uh, in yeah. terms of my very cold takes. Um, next one is on the Ravens, and this one like we we actually it kind of rem- it reminds me a lot of the Bucks um, in the playoffs last year in, in the NBA. Uh, it it is a totally legit thing that when teams don't have playoff experience, like their key guys don't have playoff experience, they, they don't perform as well. And like we, last year, we we texted about it. It was sort of like, you know, the, the bucks looked unstoppable and it was like, no way that the Raptors beat them. But the Raptors had a bunch of guys who had a bunch of playoff experience. Um, and they did. And it, this was another example of like, you know, not that Tannehill had a ton of playoff experience, but like, the Titans had been in, you know, had been really tested throughout the season and had come on really strong and had this like unbeatable, crazy, like insane cyborg type running back in Henry. And the Ravens really weren't tested. They hadn't been tested in like 12 weeks. Um, and, you know, they've got a 20, how old is uh, Lamar? 23, 24, like your old quarterback who's never been in the playoffs. So, or I guess he was last year, but, you know, kind of never been for real in the playoffs. Uh, that like I, f- I feel like we should have see- sort of seen that coming. Just like these teams that haven't really been there before, you know, yeah. I would expect the Ravens to come back super strong next year and be be like more legit, um, kind of like the Bucks look. The Bucks look unstoppable, and I wouldn't bet against them this year. So I just think that's another like, very cold take. That just like if you if you don't have the playoff chops, um, that should be a big red flag. Yeah, no, I I, I totally agree. I you know definitely wish I'd been more on on that too. And I think the Bucks analogy is very apt. The one thing I want to <clears throat> I want to call out is like so. Granted, they you know underperformed. Like, do we think that having one playoff game experience where they played shitty, like, mm, does that, that make, come back super strong next year? You know what I mean? Like, obviously, it's helped, but um, that's one thing I wonder. Right? It's not like basketball where you get it's true. You, you know, get maybe seven a six games. game series. Yeah, this 
and then maybe it kind of gets in your head too. Like, uh, you know, uh, like Lamar's like, Oh, I've choked in my two big, uh, two big games, you know, that can kind of be curious. Like it, obviously it could work the other way where, yeah, they get the experience and, and it helps, but I, um, I don't know. I mean, it's a, it's a really good question. Yeah. I think a lot of it, like, yeah. And again, very cold take. Lots of people said this, but if you looked at Mahomes when the chiefs have been down in these games, he was rallying his team. He was all over it, uh, picking people up. And then he just like, was amazing and brought his team yeah. back. Whereas like Lamar was sitting on the sideline, kind of blank stare, not really interacting. And I think like that, that's yeah. another thing where like in the you know, mid game lines, we talked about this too, but if you see Lamar sitting on the side, not talking to anyone, not sure what to do. Yeah. Like kind of maybe something that, that we should well, that could rub on. off on the team. Right. Yeah. Have you seen the, have you seen the video that came out? I don't know. It was like three, four weeks ago of Russell Wilson being like super corny on the sidelines, like cheering on his team. I did. Like yeah, yeah, compilation yeah. video. And it's like, it was definitely super corny, but at the same time, it's like, I'd rather that than someone who's not talking to anyone sitting solemnly on the, on the sidelines. I so, know completely. Uh, <clears throat> but, but anyway, the, the only, and the only other take I had, and this isn't, I mean, this isn't really a take is just um, based on, I know we've only seen a few seasons of Mahomes, it really just two that he's been, the real Mahomes. Um, in our lifetimes, I was going to ask you, is he already, just from a pure talent and ability standpoint, from what we've seen, is there anyone as good as him? And I granted, like, yeah, career-wise, of course, there are a bunch who are better, but just yeah. pure talent. Like, have you seen anyone in your lifetime of being an NFL, NFL fan who is who reaches this point? I don't, I, I don't think so, right? Like, his his arm and speed are just incredible. Like, you know, maybe Rogers could come close, but you know, Mahomes' uh running game is so much better than than Rogers. And <clears throat> I'd say maybe maybe Rogers throwing wise is could be slightly better, but Mahomes is still just like the passes he throws are incredible. So he's almost uh, like a basketball player. He's almost like a point guard who plays football. Like yeah, he, the sidearm throws and like the ridiculous stuff that he pulls out of his ass, and then like the it's it's not even that he's that fast. He's just such a smart runner. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a big part of it too. It's like when he's about to do something, you're you're scared. It's you know if you're the other team, you're the other fans. You know you're scared. It's gonna of what it's gonna be. You're not worried that he's gonna make a dumb decision and try and force something in, which you know every now and then he does, but. It's scary seeing him start to roll out. <clears throat> he's uh, it's so much fun to watch. I mean, yeah. he's ah, so awesome. Anyway, uh, yeah, that's kind of it for my cold takes. I mean, I think the playoffs have been, you know, entertaining so far. I feel like that Bills Texans game was was like entertaining in, in in that in the end, but also just like so bad. It was sort of one of those yeah. funny like entertaining bad games. And then I think <clears throat> Pat's losing. Like that was a that was a good game, although a weird second half where basically no one scored. Uh, I mean, none of us, I don't think any of us really thought the, the Seahawks or the Packers were actually that yeah. good. So like that wasn't all that much of a surprise. Uh, and then I think it's I, honestly like the, the Super Bowl feels right, doesn't it? I mean, these, yeah. these are the best teams. It's going to be, I think it's going to be awesome. Uh, we can talk about the line, but I can't, it's been a while to me since I felt like the Super Bowl really represented hands down the two teams that definitely should be there. Like last year was kind of close, but I still think the saints were probably better than the Rams. 
Yeah, I would have rather seen the Chiefs than the Pats in the Super Bowl. Yeah, but. yes, I know from a skill perspective, right? It's just the Pats kind of outsmarted them. Mahomes never got the ball yeah. back in overtime. So I, I just like looking back over however many years. I mean, that Seahawks Pats Super Bowl was probably the two best teams. Um, but in any event, it just it it's been a while to me since I've looked forward to a Super Bowl this much. That makes sense. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. It's like we got the right teams. Um, I definitely uh, like do think we missed uh, getting the Saints Niners matchup in the NFC and the Chiefs Baltimore Chiefs Ravens matchup in the AFC. Like that would have been the kind of I think the ideal route, but um, so kind of bummed we missed that, but. Uh, at least we got the right matchup in the Super Bowl. Like, totally agree with that. I think it'd be super interesting to see how Breeze is remembered when, when he's retired. Because, you know, he's got a bunch of these records just because he's been around for so long and has been a prolific passer. But, like, will yeah. any of us think that um, that he was one of the best? I mean, I think he didn't even make the top 100, right? Um, I don't think he did. In any event, just, like, what, what kind yeah. of – when we look back on, you know – with our grandkids and we're talking about the quarterbacks we watched growing up. It's like, I don't think I'll really remember Breeze. Yeah. I'd say he had that great Oh nine season, but, and put up a lot of stats, but he wasn't. Yeah. When you're not in a lot of crucial playoff games, I think you lose a lot of your, your relevance. Kind of like Purdue university where he graduated from. It's like, mm, okay. how many of us I'm like really, really remember that that college is there? <laughs> I don't think we have any hey, when you're like listening, listening to all this. the Big Ten teams. That's definitely the one that you don't think of. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, what? it's weird um, that I remember that he went there. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, but I, I mean, it's been super fun so far, and uh, uh, I'm excited. Awesome. Uh, do you want to do a little Astros mini rant before we get into football? We probably don't want to spend too much time on it, but yeah, let, let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, Actually, before I go into it, since I feel like I'm sort of closer to it from a recent playoff matchup history, although you're an A's fan, so there's some divisional rivalry there. What What are your thoughts? I guess I I have a lot of thoughts. I think I think it's going to be. I mean, one, I think it's just total bullshit that they cheated. So. Uh, blatantly and so uh, kind of across the lines of what people kind of will consider potentially okay in terms of sign stealing um, going you know who knows if the buzzer thing is real I think it actually might be um, but uh, you know just recording things on camera and the trash can is just a real step beyond um, and I think that <clears throat> you know a lot of stuff where they uh you know, kind of ruined a lot of guys' careers in some ways. Like, what was it? I don't know, you Darvish maybe. Um, uh, and obviously Clayton Kershaw. Like, I think that that's pretty awful to have guys impacted so much. Their legacy and potentially their, you know, career and livelihoods is really bullshit. And then I'm really interested to see how this plays out over the next couple of years with both the MLB, how they approach this, I assume it's they're going to do a terrible job, uh, <clears throat> and then also the Astros, you know, players and uh, coaches themselves. So I assume there's going to be a lot of hypocrisy coming out, and I'm going to really, really be here to see it. It's going to be enjoyable. Um, 
because I don't know, it's, it's going to be really interesting to see how MLB handles this because I think this is going to be like the biggest story for the next like potentially few years, right? I mean, there's uh, no there's question. Not really anything else. What do you? What are? What do people care about in baseball at, at this point? Well, so this to that point, that's actually interesting. Yeah. To that point, before I get into my own like sort of feelings about the cheating itself, to that point, in in a in a in a weird way, and I'm not the first person to say this for sure, it's kind of a great thing to happen to the sport, right? Like mm. people people who didn't who didn't care at all about a lot of these teams in the past will now watch, right? Like. Some random person who doesn't did not care about the Astros, Dodgers, or whoever. I don't know if they they have any interleague games coming up, or or Astros Yankees or whatever. Will will definitely tune into more Astros games this year just to see if the pitchers throw at them, to see if this stuff mm, how how people talk about this. To see you know what if what if Altuve starts out like hitting two twenty with like that's two bombs through like the first month. No, like <laughs> I mean, that's gonna be awesome. It, it's amazing, right? So so like yeah. as as kind of you know, horrible as it is to like say this, it's a great thing for baseball. I mean, what, who yeah, is it? I don't think it, you uh... can say unilaterally though that it's a great thing, right? Like, and, and that's an obvious statement, but true, like, true. I think that maybe a temporary ratings bump isn't going to be worth all of the PR nightmares and like, should they make a tail? But I, I do think that, yeah, it will be a great thing in the short run for baseball's popularity might not be the right word but uh notoriety might be the better word or you know just uh do you remember the attention they would get do you remember i'm trying to think what this there was something uh, that mark cuban this was years ago um there was like an interview maybe dan patrick mark cuban where cuban was basically like well we're we're talking about this because this is great publicity like we wouldn't be having this interview right now if this wasn't a good thing for business for like ESPN. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you remember that? I'm trying to look this up, but um, is it tampering? No, something a while ago. Um, in any of it, I just remember there was, there was something, um, there was something that where I remember this interview so clearly where like Patrick was, was asking for Cuban's perspective on something that was not a great thing happening in the NBA. Um, and, and he was like, well, it's obviously good for business because otherwise we wouldn't be having this interview. And, and like Patrick tried to like come back and be like, that's not a, a fair perspective or whatever. And he was like, what are you talking about? Um, like why else would we be talking right now? I, anyway, I don't know the, the topic, but it was one of those moments where like, yeah, Cuban's like hundred percent right. And I think that's a lot of, a lot of this right now. I mean, look at how many podcasts have been devoted to it. I know I listened to more baseball podcasts recently than I had before, yeah. like, there's a you're right that i think the long-term effects are still to be determined and and could very well harm the sport significantly but in the short term it's just someone on some podcast was talking about how finally the baseball offseason feels like marginally like a little bit like the basketball offseason um and it was like yeah absolutely um so anyway the the you don't talk about that anymore but i do think there's going to be some amazing like amazing matchups amazing games and my only hope is just the commentators like let the let the sport kind of talk for itself and not overdo it yeah. with, with commentary that we all oh god heard. there's gonna be so much annoying bullshit like that's gonna that's gonna suck we should bring back but... jim gray for this <laughs> um so but anyway and in, in terms of like kind of personal feelings about it, here's here's the way i see it and i think we texted about this too people have been ca- comparing this to the steroid stuff and i think for a various reasons this is 
significantly worse than the steroid stuff in, in a far bigger problem. Um, and so I'll start by just saying the steroid stuff, first of all, like people on all kinds of teams were doing it. It was more yeah. of an issue between players because some people did it and reached the majors and some people didn't, didn't reach the majors. So there, there, there might be a lot more personal animosity among players. But from a fan's perspective, sure, like people got bigger, stronger, faster. Um, that, and, you know, certainly made, made them better hitters, more home runs, things like that. But pitch to pitch and game to game, it's really hard to figure out exactly how much of an influence it might have had. In fact, like what probably was the biggest influence of steroids was recovery time. So w- what you probably saw was a, were a lot of people playing who, who otherwise would have taken a lot longer time to come back from an injury, which is not something that is easy to measure, nor do people really care about. So I think yeah. there's like, I think there's something to be said for like that, that one was just so kind of bland and wide and hard to, hard to discern moment to moment that it really, it's, especially as time goes by, it's just, I care kind of less about it. Um, also like, Steroids are always going to stay ahead of all these games and all these games that will have it forever. And it's kind of one of those things where it just is. When it comes to the, the, the stealing signs thing, like I get that people are like, well, what's, a, what's the difference? You steal from second base, you steal electronically, whatever. But the truth is like all that stuff, stealing from second base, all that, that's like an inexact science. And it's always been sort of part of this, like, can you just kind of figure out on the fly by looking at stuff? If people don't hide their, their, their mouths or fingers or whatever, can you see stuff? When, when it comes down to like electronic surveillance, it does just seem like it's a whole nother level of, of intervention or invasion kind of, um, where like there is no way to get around it necessarily, um, no matter how, how well you hide it. And in addition, yeah. like having played baseball and, you know, at least through high school, not that I was so great or anything, but I know the difference between knowing if a curveball is coming or a fastball, like that's a freaking big difference. And for a professional, yeah. knowing the difference in it, whether a, a breaking ball is coming or a fastball is coming is gigantic, like absolutely gigantic. And you can actually go and look at, I mean, look at Altuve's home run off of Chapman, watch the replay. Like, I don't know if he knew it was coming, but it certainly looks like it. I mean, <laughs> it, he, and not only that, but, you know, he hits it. He barely reacts. If you look at yeah. it initially, it's like he knew it was coming. He knew it was going to yeah. do with it. And then Chapman's got this like stupid smile on his face, but that in retrospect at the moment in the moment you're like oh chapman's just like i can't believe i got beat now you're like chapman's thinking to himself he knew what was coming like it's and and like now evidence coming out with the yankees suspected it all this stuff you can't help but think that chapman's initial reaction was those fucking cheaters um and, and so like i think i think that's the biggest problem with this whole thing and that's why i've had a much more like visceral reaction to it is that you can actually go back, and I don't know if anyone's done this yet, but you can pick pitches and moments where it is clear they knew what's coming, and it absolutely affected not only the game, not only the moment, but someone's career. And if you look at, like, um, like just you were saying, you Darvish and Clayton Kershaw in the, in the 2017 World Series, um, Darvish gave up, I think he got five outs when he was pitching in Houston and gave up, like, six runs or something, or maybe even more, uh, and you know, Kershaw, the same thing. He threw like four innings, gave up six or seven runs. Um, everyone was jumping on top of those guys. And if it turns out that even a, just a few of those um, hits or runs were, were, were due to sign stealing, it just changes such a crazy trajectory, very specifically, very tangibly. And then and, and even more, like, I don't know if you remember game five. Sorry, I'm going on a bit. Game five of the, the Astros Rays series when Tyler Glass now was pitching in Houston. 
it, it looked like they knew every pitch that was coming in the first inning. And they scored a couple of runs and the game was over. And in the moment, it was like, God, they are really, he must be tipping his pitches. They are really on him. If they knew it was coming, that's a, a, a clear explanation that yep. might destroy like a 22-year-old, <laughs> promising 22-year-old's career. Um, so I think I think a lot of it is just the very clear um, existence of, of proof. You know, it's yep. like, and again, this is sort of not the greatest comparison, but you, you go to, you look at something like Ray Rice, right? Um, where the, the videos exist. And it's so much easier to look at a video, understand exactly what happened, and then condemn it and it's done and that yeah. know, there's just a much more visceral reaction a much more like I, anyway I, I i could go on for a while but to me the reason this is so problematic and so frustrating is because it's very very clear to point like to exact moments when the cheating helped or didn't help um yeah uh, over time uh, and yeah. a bunch of, and they got so much credit for the way they had the process, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. That, I, that's what I was going to say. That's what upset me the most was just how, uh, how much they bragged about how great our system is, how, how much smarter we are than everyone else. And it's like, well, you were, you were cheating. Like, uh, you know, you did some things well, you tanked well, but you cheated. And uh, that, that's what I think upset me the most. I will uh, say if, if anyone for all those, whether, whether or not you're a Yankee fan, there's a CC Sabathia. It has a podcast called the I think it's R two C two, with okay. with a uh, it's with one of the announcers for the Yankees um, who's pretty good. But uh, there's a there's an episode from a couple of weeks ago where he just goes off and he curses like crazy, calls everyone. <laughs> he's like really really entertaining. He is so angry and hilarious. So if you if you're interested in hearing CC Sabathia's reaction to it, yeah, I, I would. How I many R two C two? If he DH'd. And he knew, and he had every pitch tipped. What do you think he would hit? How many home runs do you think he would hit? I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he hit like two sixty with like twenty bombs. Yeah. It's 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 such a difference. Like, you know, yeah. speed, change of speed and location. That's it. That's what pitching's about. Um, especially for these guys who are all these guys can hit a hundred mile an hour fastball. It's not the speed. It's yeah. it's where is it thrown and how is it mixed with other with other pitches. Uh, and it's just if you take that away, they got nothing. Yep. Um, anyway, that's a lot right. of time on that. Well, Sorry about yeah, that. We're, we're thirty <laughs> minutes in, and we have yet to talk about the big game since we can't say right. the Super Bowl legally. Let's switch it up. Um, <laughs> yeah, really. So let's see. I guess maybe let's talk about the line. Um, I have my thoughts on what it should have been. Um, I was surprised by it for sure. <laughs> yeah, I. I actually I posted through our to our WhatsApp thread and then I deleted it just in case we were gonna try and guess it, but I figured there's no way we were gonna avoid it. Um, my guess for the line was, and I guess this was this was less what I thought the line would be and more what I thought the line should be. Um, I thought it should be Niners by one and a half. Just so given I, how dominant they've looked. Yeah, and I would I I let me think of what I I thought something right around the same thing. I would have guessed Niners one two two and a half something like that. Um, and I guess what is it now? It's Chiefs two and a half or something. Uh, I think it's only uh, one now. It started maybe at like one and a half, and now it's uh, now it's one. Okay, I think it even started a little higher. Well, in any event, yeah, th- yeah, I think it did start higher. It's moved down a little bit. But, um, the only thing I can so I guess as I've thought over time, over the since I saw it initially, whatever, so a couple of days, it's begun to make more sense to me. 
And I guess it's just because, like, the Chiefs' defense is actually good. And Mahomes, it feels like Mahomes outclasses um, Garoppolo, like, significantly. Mm -hmm. And that Mostert, like, yeah, he ran for 220, but, like, he's been on six teams in however many years or whatever, and, and he he's kind of a journeyman, and it's sort of like, is that really going to hold up? I don't yeah. know. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think I still I, I think the Chiefs' defense is good. I think the Niners' defense is better. But if you look at the delta between Garoppolo and Mahomes, as you're saying, like that's that's an even bigger bigger difference, right? Um, and then skill player wise, the Chiefs for sure get the edge. Although I think Kittle's really good, uh, great, um, and Mostert I think is really good too. Part of it, it, it it's hard to tell. How much of it is uh, situation? Because he obviously didn't stick on the prior six or seven teams that he played for. But um, but yeah, I think God that Niners defense just looks so good in the last few last few weeks. The way they swarm, um, and I guess the question is like, can they really get to Mahomes and impact him and not let him do what he usually does? But you know, God, he's just you know he's got Kelsey as a safety valve. He's got Tyreek Hill. Um, as a and Hardman as deep threats, um, Damian Williams is solid. So I'm just I'm very excited for this game. Um, it, it's it's like speed against speed, right? It's like the Niners have been able to dominate because they've just been faster, and all of a sudden, mm-hmm. finally, they're up against a team that may be faster than them. Yeah. Uh, I mean, look at the teams that the Niners have. You know, the, the Vikings not particularly fast, except for Dalvin Cook, right? But certainly not a quarterback, um, and not. Not particularly fast with their, with their wide receiver crew. Yeah. Uh, the who else have they beaten? The Packers definitely not that fast. They had a good defense, but um, relied a lot on like kind of Rogers move around doing what he does. Yeah. Um, inconsistency from their wide receiver core. Uh, like yeah, just feels like the the only other team you know with the speed to match up would have been the Ravens. Um, but yeah. I mean, it's going to be amazing watching. I will say, like, I actually kind of want the Chiefs to win, even though obviously everyone out here wants the Niners to win. I don't really care. But um, I just think Mahomes, I want Mahomes to get his. The only bummer yeah. for me is that I really like don't like the idea of Tyreek Hill winning a Super Bowl. But, mm. yeah. Yeah, that's a fair point. Um, yeah, no, I think, I do think Mahomes will have a lot of opportunities to get his, and I'm not, not rooting against him. But um, I think that, you know, he's probably going to, barring some sort of crazy injury, he's going to have like 10, 12 more years to to do it. And the AFC, Baltimore looks good, but with the Pats ship sinking, I feel like he's going to have a lot of opportunities. And there's no one in the in the AFC that I'm thinking is some great emerging young team other than obviously maybe the Ravens. But so how, he'll, he'll have a lot of shots. How many... X Niners quarterbacks will be at this game. So Montana, Steve Young for sure. Uh, Steve Bono. Was yeah, will Bono Chief be there? The Niner, yeah, right? he'll be so, there, right? Right. Aren't there like four quarterbacks who have been on both the Chief and the Niner still alive? I think so. Like, I mean, you just named Gerback. I forget three of them. I think there was one more. That's weird. <laughs> Elvis Gerback. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and Jerry Rice was going nuts. I don't know if you saw his big gold chain. Uh, no, he's going crazy on the sideline. Um, Alex Smith. Oh yeah, duh. Good yeah. call. Good call. 
Really weird, um, right? Yeah, that is kind of funky, that connection. And I also, I also like kind of want Andy Reid to finally win a Super Bowl. I feel like that dude has had it rough. I would, I, I like him, uh, but it is kind of fun to that he somehow finds a way to mess it up all the time. But, but now he has I, Mahomes. I like him to win one. So I think this is it's like the the reverse kryptonite. It's like Mahomes will be able to counter Andy Reid's like terrible screw ups in the last two minutes of games. He'll just change plays mm. and he'll do. I, I still yeah. cannot get over it. And the, the announcers did not like as much as I do think. You know, I like listening to Nance and and uh, Romo. Why they weren't harder on Andy Reid for not anticipating that fake punt, I will. They do not understand. Yeah, like was, they should have been like, <laughs> "How the hell do you give up a fake punt yeah. in that situation? <laughs> that was crazy." Of course, they're gonna fake. Oh my god! Anyway, um, uh, should we get into some of the the gambling stuff? It's yeah, yeah. Like so more minutes. My own, my first one, and I think you've done a little more research. Is uh, I I think this has potential to be a really high scoring game. So the over is 54.5, which feels low to me. I mean, I know that's a high over, but don't you think this is going to be like, you know, 40 to 33 or 37, 31 or like something kind of bonkers like that. And who's going to, who's what defense is really going to step up on either side? Yeah. Well, I mean, I definitely, although last year, right? Like you thought with the Rams, there are, a high octane offense and yeah, but no uh, one thought the Pats were going to score a lot of points. Yeah, that's true. But I thought that what was it, thirteen ten or something? Thirteen three. Uh, and granted, that's one game. Oh no, I, right, I do 10. think it'll be. Uh, I think and I hope it'll be a high scoring affair. Um, just with Mahomes, it's like it's hard to see it not being one. Um, but yeah, I mean, so what do you would you throw on the over? Would you pick like a specific, you know? 64 to 68 points like the, the oh. separate game totals <clears throat> i didn't even know you could do that um i i was just thinking about over but i've also been so bad at betting should we talk about yeah, the can... like the horrible non-hedge that we had last week oh yeah although you yeah, yeah. you wouldn't have done it anyway but we had uh we had a titans niners super bowl before the playoffs at 60 to 1 only put like a couple bucks on it had the opportunity to hedge on the Chiefs. Granted, that would assume the Niners are going to win, but we all thought that was going to happen. But had an opportunity to hedge on the Chiefs when they were down 17-7 to 7 in the second quarter. The money line on the Chiefs was all the way down to minus 130. Super easy hedge. I looked at it for a while. And I even told you to be ready for in-game hedging. And yep. then I didn't do it. And then <laughs> the, Chiefs, the Chiefs stormed back and won easily. I was like, oh my God. That is absolutely the worst non-bet ever. Amazing. Yeah, would have no. been a good hedge, but it's tough. So here's yeah, go for so it. So some of the they have some of the point spreads for the totals, and I don't love them. Like fifty-seven to sixty-three points, you only get plus four fifty. Sixty-four to seventy points, you get plus six hundred. Those are pretty narrow margins. Like I don't really love that. Seventy-one to seventy-seven points is plus eight fifty, and seventy-eight or over is plus six fifty. Like those are those aren't quite juicy enough for me. I don't think. Um, yeah, I agree. The one thing I do potentially like is the the double result bets, where you bet who's winning at halftime and who wins at full time. Uh huh. Who wins the game? Uh, the is it, you can I'm do like high, a Niners first half, Chiefs full game. Exactly. What do you think that would be? Uh, I don't know. Like plus three fifty or something. Plus six fifty. 
Oh, wow. That's a lot. Because I'm kind of thinking like, I mean, you know, figure it wouldn't happen a third time, but the, the Chiefs it's happened really two in a row. up early. Yeah. yeah. So I kind of like that one. Um, just so I could see like, yeah, that, you know, Mahomes having some drive at the end to win the game. Um, like basically say the Niners are up three at half. Like I would feel pretty good about that bet, right? Um, granted, if the Chiefs are leading half, then you're just SOL. But that's one that I kind of like. You can bet the other way. Chiefs halftime, Niners full time is plus seven hundred. But I, I think the the Niners halftime, Chiefs full time could be kind of fun. Um, what's the what's the so money line right now is Chiefs minus one twenty. Yeah. The and Patrick Mahomes for MVP is even. I mean. I just don't. I don't see a world where the Chiefs win and Mahomes doesn't get MVP. It doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, probably. Yeah, it's like Damian Williams would have to run in like three TDs, or Kelsey would have to have it, three it, TDs it would, or something. Because I don't think even if Williams or Kelsey has two TDs, like let's say Kelsey has like 100, 120 yards and two touchdowns. That mean that means presumably Mahomes throws for like. Yeah. You know, three hundred and four touchdowns. Like you're not giving it to Kelsey, right? Yeah, maybe like yeah, definitely agree with that. Maybe like, what if Tyreek Hill has some? That's crazy the only one. Runs That's the only one. What if what yeah. if Tyreek Hill has two like seventy yard touchdown catches? Yeah, but the thing is, I hate him. I don't want to bet on yeah, him. I don't want to bet on him. Um, yeah. So MVP odds. So Mahomes is even. Which yeah, you're basically just kind of you get. A little extra big versus betting on the Chiefs. Um, the one I was hoping would be better is Mostert, but he's plus six fifty. I, just, I don't no love good. that. That's not. I'm I'm into George Kittle at fifteen to one because yeah. I think if I think like, that's more, way more likely than Kelsey, passes, right? Yeah, I think so. Because um, let's say Kittle catches two TD passes for like hundred and ten yards, and Garoppolo throws like an interception or two. Uh, like I think, especially I feel like the way that Kittle plays can be really like electrifying when he breaks like four tackles and gets an extra thirty yards. I think if he has a few of those plays, it it kind of you know just beyond the stats kind of sticks out. So. I kind of like it. The only, the only problem is I don't believe in the rest of the Niners receiving core all that well. Like Manuel Sanders is fine. Like Debo Samuel. The, so I, I kind of think, I feel like the, the Chiefs are going to double Kittle most of the game. Oh, I see what you're saying. So, yeah. yeah. Um, and make other people, that's what I would do. Make make someone else beat you, right? You don't want Kittle beat you. So, I mean, it's an interesting bet, but I just, if, if the Chiefs are smart, I, I think they double yeah. him. The, you know, the you one think? that I th- yeah. thought was a little bit interesting was Nick Bosa at mm. plus 2,000. Because to me... The way the Niners win this game is with some big defensive stops. Um, <clears throat> like, it's really the only way they win it, right? So, uh, you know, if they win a game like 21-17 and Bosa has like four sacks, can yeah. he, can he win like, the MVP? I feel like you have to go full Von Miller and get like a strip sack recovery oh, potentially for a touchdown um plus i mean we know dennis loves him because nick bosa is a huge mm, trump mm-hmm. supporter yep so you know along the lines of tyree kill uh, i told i told someone your money behind that there's someone in my office who who wears 
you know, Niner stuff all the time. Just like huge, huge Niner stuff. And I was talking to her and I was like, well, how do you feel about Bosa? And she was like, what do you mean? I was like, you know, he's a, he's a MAGA guy. And she looked at me. MAGA Bosa. She looked at me with this face that was like, you just like kidnapped my children. I mean, it was like, it was like <laughs> genuine heartbreak. Yeah. And I was like, I feel like it's because it's yeah, like it's a Bill big deal. Cosby, right? Yeah. It's like, yeah, you know, pretty much the same thing, right? I think it, she she literally was like, I really, really sincerely wish you had never told me that. And I was like, I was like, I'm, ooh, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, he has been lying low, right? At least he has I been. Mean, I have. It's not like I follow his Twitter account, but I haven't seen him sporting the hat. But I, I do like. I would like if he's the only one who goes to the White House if they uh, if they win the game. That would be pretty. Pretty amazing. Let me let me throw one more MVP out for you, and then I'll let you. Yeah. If you have other ones, Harrison Butker, plus ten thousand. All right. So that's what's that? One hundred to one. One hundred to one. He's the best kicker in the league, mm. arguably. Mm. If he has, Vinatieri never won, right? Was it always Brady? Did Vinatieri not even win when he had the game winner? I don't remember. I I don't know. Has a kicker ever won? I don't know, but he has like five field goals in the game. When field, I guess the question is, would that happen one in a hundred games? Maybe not. Anyway, what else do you have for me? Uh, all right, so MVP, yeah, this mentioned actually maybe Emmanuel Sanders fifty to one. Like if you go, I like your theory of maybe them doubling Kittle. So that's, it's possible. That's kind of interesting. Um, all right, uh, let's see what else. Um, so props wise. They don't have the color of the Gatorade bath, which I'm kind of bummed about. I don't know if they've just removed that, if there's like too much intel <laughs> being passed out before the game. Um, Jimmy G over uh, or basically to throw an interception is minus 140. Uh, it's not super juicy, but I just feel like he's going to huh. throw a pick. Um, Interesting. So I like that one. Uh, will there be overtime is plus 700. I don't love that just because of how high scoring the game's going to be. Um, it just I feel like it makes it harder for it to potentially be an overtime game. Uh, lar- longest touchdown of the game, the over/under is forty-six and a half yards. That one's interesting. I mean, with Tyreek Hill and Kittle, uh, that's a that's a possibility. Um, shortest touchdown of the game, over one and a half yards. So basically, if you think there'll be a one-yard touchdown run, you have to pay minus one fifty-five. That's not that's not good enough. That that one's one within a yard and a half has won a bunch of games in a row, right? That's been a big one. Yeah, I'd have to check that out. But you are paying, you know, minus one fifty five. Yeah, true, so. true. Um, if, if you could parlay it with stuff that's not dependent, that would be kind of fun, I guess. I don't know if you can parlay that with Jimmy G. Maybe throwing a pick, I, would, I might do that. Um, the will either team score three straight times without I just looked the other at that team one. scoring? Why is yeah. that minus one? That's weird. It happens a lot more than you'd think. That's like a that's a big cousin Sal bet. Minus one ninety five. Yeah, and if it's a high scoring game, I could see that. But may, or maybe not. If it's so high scoring and everyone's scoring, yeah. If they keep trading off, maybe it doesn't happen. Uh-huh. That's that's crazy to me. I had no idea that happened. Yeah. Hmm. Well, let's see. There's a lot of like, will so either do team the... score in the first X minutes of the game? Uh, so we do. Will there game, be a safety plus seven fifty? Hasn't there been a safety in a bunch of the recent Super Bowls? I got burned on that. Uh, <laughs> I bet with Steve, with uh, Scuba Steve on that. 
and I, I think I was I paid him like minus yeah fifteen hundred or something that sucked. And after, like, <laughs> I think Peyton Manning like took a safety like the first five minutes of the game against. Like, it's it like, like the, maybe the over Super so Bowl, early. Seattle Super Bowl. No, it was the Seattle Super Bowl when they got skunked. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I think those are they don't have any of the like super crazy props yet. I don't know if those come out later. Like they don't have the uh, the length of the. The national anthem. Oh yeah, that one's a fun one. Um, what about the point spread ones? So I always like these. I won on it last year, but like Niners by Niners, I like eleven to thirteen, seven to ten, or eleven to thirteen. So I mean, seven That's to ten is plus eight hundred, but eleven though, eleven to thirteen right? is funky. But it's plus eighteen hundred, and I mean, it happened last week. Um, yeah, that's true. Uh, I think that's kind of interesting. Um, I also think Chiefs by like 18 to 21, it's narrow, but it's plus mm. 1500. You can see them kind of stomping a lot. I don't know. I can see that. Yeah. I think it's pretty 18, interesting that both... 18 to 21 is kind of a or 14 to 7. All right, that's I'm looking at the Niners one. Um, but yeah, f- yeah, those those are interesting. I mean, the, the, like last year, I was. I think we were all pretty convinced the Pats were going to win, so it was sort of easier. This year, it's more of a crapshoot. Although, if if I'm betting on anyone, I do think it's the Chiefs. I don't know. I I I just really hoping for like a, you know, thirty-eight, thirty-five game or something yeah. crazy. No, so am I. And I, I like those those kind of larger point spread bets, just because if the game's out of hand, at least you still have like something to pull for. Um, yeah, I also think the um, player to score a touchdown. Bets yeah. are are interesting. So like, um, I don't know. Emmanuel Sanders is plus two twenty five. Holmes um, plus three three three. That's a weird number. Uh, I haven't seen that before. But and like uh, you know, Garoppolo is plus eight hundred. What if he sneaks one in? There's some weird names that. Still don't have very good odds. Can you bet on Richard Sherman to have a t- uh, pick? I haven't seen that yet, but uh, yeah, I don't. I haven't seen like specific defensive players for an interception. I mean, that's feels uh, yeah, like a, that feels like a very this year type of thing to happen. I don't know. Maybe we should do and see if we can squeeze another pod in next week when when some of this stuff is updated. And yeah. maybe after yeah, we've decided so. on a few things we want to do, do the kind of intro to it. Yeah. What about? Should we? Uh, do you have any more on your on your list? I don't. I think that's that's about it. There's some yeah more interesting kind of TD one uh, TD ones. You can do score first and team wins. Those are kind of fun. I like that with the Chiefs. I, I think that if there's anything that's going to happen this week that hasn't happened recently, it's the Chiefs come out like just storming out of the gate. Yeah. Uh, what about? Score first and team wins. Pat Mahomes, Patrick, uh, Mahomes is thirty-five to one. That's kind of interesting. Oh, that's fascinating. So you'd have to. So he runs it in, like say he has like an eight-yard run to score, and then his team wins. So that's like the same odds as as like betting on a specific number in roulette. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I feel like it's and it feels more likely to it feels way more likely than that, right? Yeah, I totally yeah. agree. Um, but to me, if the Chiefs receive it, right. What yeah. the way they come out of the gate, you know, it's something like it's a it's a run 
it's a Damian Williams run for like six yards and then second and four deep ball. Don't you think that they're going to just kind of try to go over the top right from the start? Probably, yeah. Whereas if the Niners receive, it's the opposite, right? It's it's keep things short and, and steady and, and like, you know, yeah. get to second and get the second and four, third and one kind of plotting. But um, I don't know. <clears throat> God, what, that, a good, are, what a good game. Yeah. Last one that are kind of fun. I hadn't really seen these before is you can bet on both players to score a TD. So like, for example, Tyree Kill and Travis Hel- okay. Kelsey is plus 325. Um, really? So basically they both, yeah. That feels like a great bet. Can you do, can that's you, kind of fun. I mean, yeah. if the game is 38, 35, like for sure that's going to happen, right? Can you do it? Can you do so. a Mahomes? Can you do three people? Is there Mahomes, Kelsey and Tyree Kill? There's not a three person one up. Yeah. I think it's just, and they don't, they actually don't even have Mahomes in the, the two players mix. It's just like the, the oh, okay. guys who are very uh, low or very good odds of doing it. Oh man. Well, I guess we have to wrap up, but uh, this one fast. Hey, I, ha- hey, I have the uh, Gatorade prop. Jimmy, on. you found it. Our what producer. is it? Uh, red is at plus 145. Oh. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Followed by lime green yellow at plus 320. Hmm. Okay. I can't believe that people don't cheat more on this one. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? But looking at the last. 20 Super Bowl Gatorade colors. Blue, red right? has not shown. Yeah. Red has not shown up once. Yeah. Blue was for New England what? Patriots. Yellow was for the Eagles. Um, and there was none for the Patriots before that. So wild. I don't know. How about references right. to where Tony Tom Brady is going to play next year? <laughs> like over under yeah, that's come up. like two. I <clears throat> we could just talk about that next week, but it feels like he's got to go back to the past. Anyway, this is fun, Scott. I forgot how much I enjoyed this. Yeah, it's been a while. Good to get back uh, back on it. Um, yeah, and thanks everyone for for their patience. We're we're back, and then yeah, maybe one more next week. <laughs> thanks, and, uh, Dennis and Josh, for your patience. <laughs> uh, Let's do it awesome. next week. Let's All do right. another one. Yeah, yeah, we'll try to make that work. Good stuff. All right. Well, thanks, Micah. Thanks, James, for your clutch Gatorade call out. And uh, and thanks everyone for listening. We'll catch you again soon. Thanks, guys.